Real Life Street Stars. We're here with Aristotle. Now, before we get all the way into it, for all these niggas ain't knowing deaf, dumb, stupid, living up under a rock, man, tell them where you're from. I'm from Atlanta. Atlanta, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, you are a powerful brother, man. You got some things going, some very positive things. But uh, before we get to that, uh, just give us a little bit of background on yourself and your, kind of your upbringing. So uh, I'm from Atlanta. Um, I joined the military when I was 18 years old, September 2014. What made you join the military? Um, that's a great question. Uh, for one, my stepfather was already in. He joined my 11th grade year of high school. He joined the military. And we moved to Kansas. So I was from Atlanta. I live in Atlanta all the way up to 11th grade. And then uh, half of my 11th grade year was spent in Kansas. And we lived uh, on the military base at the time. First time ever seeing it. Um, due to my stepfather joining the military, my mom quit her job, but she quit her job like a year before that. So she quit her job and then he went to the military. So like we went from being like an upper middle class family to like a lower middle class family because uh, they said work was too stressful and they wanted to focus on you know Christianity and stuff like that. So due to me not having any money to go to college, no type of scholarships, nothing, and on top of that, I could have got the scholarship in Georgia called the Hope Scholarship. And all you had to do was have like a above 3.0 grade point average. And you was going to get, a, uh, I think, 80% or to a full ride scholarship. But because I moved to Kansas my 11th grade year, I didn't qualify for it. So that's another reason I had to join the military, because I couldn't get that Hope Scholarship. I would have qualified for it if I lived in Georgia just one more year. So like just by one year, like, you know, so it, it was like a series of unfortunate events that led me to join. What branch of the military uh, did you join? Army. Did you want to join the army or was that just like, you like you I, I, I did not want to, honestly. Like I, uh, I fought back and forth with my mom and dad or stepfather and uh, honestly, I told them like, I want to go to college and be an engineer. Yeah. And uh. They said a few things to me like that I didn't agree with. Like, basically, if I go to college, I'm gonna get a girl. I'm not gonna finish. I'm gonna just get a girl pregnant. Oh, they, you must say you were going to Spelman or something. You must, you must, you, no, must, I, said, I want, you must said you was going. Right. You must, hey, I was going. I was trying to go to uh, Georgia State. Man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They was yeah. right. <laughs> parents, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Right, That's some wild shit to project the baby on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga project. But like, but like that shit. So I was like, well, damn, I ain't really got no choice. Cause they said I gotta leave the house at 18. They pretty much left me with no choice. It was like, you gotta leave at 18, um, and you can't afford college. So it was like, and because we live on the military, but it was like the only logical answer is for you to join the army. So it was kind of like, kind of forced my hand. But at the same time, I realized like, at 18, like shit, I gotta do what I gotta do, and this is this is the route I gotta take. And I got to go do it, and you know. You know, we have a lot to unpack here because that has been what we feel like, what a lot of people say, the um, difference between African-Americans and other cultures is the fact that 
you got to get out when you turn 18 because you're supposed to be grown and be able to support yourself and sustain yourself. But that's not always necessarily the case. So you were forced into a position to do whatever you had to do. do you I, look, I look at it in a, uh, in a different form, though. Okay. I look at it as if, like, pressure makes diamonds. Amen. So it's like God wanted me to go through that. If I didn't feel hungry, if I didn't feel uh, like I needed to be successful. So I thank God for my mom for even making those decisions for me to go to the military instead of college, because college probably would have taught me how to work for another man. Mm. The military made me desperate to, for freedom. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I would have had a different mindset. I would have thought joining a frat was how I'll get money. And then I got to go interview and yeah, try to show him my little burnt mark. I don't know, <laughs> right hey, bro brother. Yeah, yeah, hey, help me out, brother. You feel <laughs> me? Like, like I, that's what I would have thought life was about. Definitely. But now, I, ain't gonna now lie. I, I understood life. I understand life a little different. Military teaches uh, discipline, man. And uh, one thing that young kids sometimes lack is discipline. And um, that's the best thing I got. For yeah, me. I'm telling you, like, however you look at whether finances or a woman, a relationship, kids, it teaches you how to, you know, that discipline that's needed. Um, so, uh, from what I know, of course, uh, you got in the military, but. You also had a skill set, you know, you was uh, cutting hair while you was in the military. Um, right. But I, I just want to touch on life in the military real quick because I have a friend that went to the military. He went to the Navy. Um, he didn't really have no skill set. Uh, he just kind of did his four years and got out. I think he got disability. The military still takes care of him, but he didn't really take advantage of what he could have been doing there, going to school and things like that. Um, once you hit the military, did you have a plan of action or you just like, man, yeah. I'm here? Yeah, I hit the ground running. Like, um, and what was the plan? I had a plan before I even joined okay, the military. There you go. Like I was 18 years old. It was actually after that argument I had with my parents, honestly, about like whether I could go to college or military, because like we were really at it for like a week or so. But then I started. To, I, I went to my room and really sat back and thought about it, and I was like, "Damn, I really got to join this shit, or I'm pretty much homeless." Like you get what I'm saying, tight shit. So it was like. And then I, you know, my mom did say, like, I just want you to go and try. So that way, and you could come back if you fail. But, like, so I, I'll say that. My mom did say that. But, like, I really, I'm a failure isn't an option type guy. Or I got to prove that I don't need anyone type guy. Because I've always been that way since I was little. Since I was nine years old, I've been hustling. You know what I'm saying? So. Hustling uh, what at night? What were you candy man? We the candy. Uh, nah, uh, that was uh, middle school. But uh, oh. when I when I was nine, my first my first job ever was um knocking on people's doors and taking out their trash. So that was my first job. Ever. We were living in apartments called Southern Trace, Conley Road, Atlanta. Man, it's funny because when I was uh when I was about that age, I used to knock. At the wintertime, I would knock on people's doors and try to sell them wood. But oh, the burn. Yeah, but I didn't know shit about uh, central air conditioning. Right. I ain't. Nigga, right. <laughs> <laughs> we got heat in this motherfucker. Right. You know? uh, okay, so you joined the military. Fast forward a little bit. You're coming out of that. Um, what's your next step? When I came out of the military? Yeah. I came out of the military uh, March 20 or 2020. So when I came. That's right when COVID 
like hit Boom. the NBA. Boom. Okay. That's a story in itself, you feel yeah. me? Nah, for real. March 16th, NBA shut down. Yeah. It's over. I was at the game when that bitch shut down. See, yeah, this yeah, shit's like crazy. It's over, COVID. And you were out, but you came out, uh, the game, the, the plan you put in place was already in place. I was a millionaire. You was a millionaire. You you came out with it. I got to, no, wait, 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 no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to, oh, shit. You got to unpack. You, you, you came out the military millionaire? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, okay, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what, so what happened, what did you begin to do in the military, so as far as what you're doing now to build your wealth? How did that begin? How did that mindset, that, that shit process was on start? some, like, Rocky type shit or Creed type shit. I really sat in the room on some mad shit, like, you ever seen those movies where the man just sitting in his room mad at like how fucking mediocre he is? Yeah. And just like, bro, I gotta go fucking do something. I really just had that like sitting down with myself, like just pissed off in my barracks room. You got frustrated into being a millionaire. That's some real shit. Like, that's some real shit. Like. Yeah, cause I, I just felt like it was too easy. Like I felt like getting money was way too easy for me to be wasting my potential. Like all I, it was like I knew, but see one thing about me, my parents didn't believe how smart I was. Nobody in the world believed how smart I was. Only I knew it. So you, you know was on some saying? Kanye shit. Like, yeah, I, I know I, I know exactly. where I'm at. That's, that's why I resonate with him, because I'm like, I remember how that felt. How, how only, only I believed in it. And then, and then when I met this girl. Um, yeah, because you, you posted that on your, on your gram about how you, uh, the, your wife now helped y'all got married prior to you being a millionaire. Yeah. 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 We uh, actually, um, I became a millionaire maybe a year and a half after marriage. But like the plan, so, so like we got married. So remember, I got in the military March 20th, 2020. We got married June 10th, 2018. Right? Right. So I was, exactly. Well, I was at, I, I, I got in in 2014. So this was my, fourth year in when we got married. So I had two years left on my contract when we got married. So um, when you get married in the military, your money doubles. So I was already financially savvy before that, just making two grand a month in the military. That's all I made. But I was making three grand cutting hair a month. So what I would do is I would live off my two grand and invest, and invest the, uh, the three grand. So that was my plan. And I, and I tell people, hold up. I always tell young people, the first thing you need to do is get two streams of income. Cause they asking me, how do I get to your level? All I do is tell them the first thing I ever did. I had one strong string of income and then a second, you have, you have to have two strong streams of income, live off one and invest the other. Simple as that. And you know what I'm saying? Like, but I also lived so cheap to where I was even saving off just two grand that I made a month. Like I was, I cut off video games. I stopped watching TV. Cause I realized like, I would never be mentally programmed to make money if I believe everything I see. If, I, if I'm not doing any research behind. So I said, okay, I'm going to block out anything I ever thought and I'm gonna start over. So I, I went for, for a minute, I guess you can say I just went blank and stupid and said, I'm gonna start here and we gonna, you know what I'm saying, like learn everything we can, what's credit, 
What's the stock market? What's this? What's that? I just took myself to school. You know what I'm saying? So now I gotta ask you this, man, because as a black man, right? Right. Trying to get information. You know, a lot of times you see a white person trying to teach it to us, right? And then it's some disconnect there sometimes. You know what I mean? How did you acquire the information you needed to start saying, okay, I'm gonna hit the stock market and this is what I'm gonna invest in and actually have the courage and know, all right, this is what I need to do. It came from barbering, honestly, because I, I went on YouTube and literally self-taught myself how to barber and That's have right. made, and I'm making 3K a month off that. Kids, listen, y'all better listen. So it's like, I realized if, I, if I'm smart enough to teach myself this, and I was also in school. I know how to read. I know how to write. I, I actually took honors classes. I wasn't an idiot in high school. Yeah. I actually took more honors classes than most people because I also took AP art. Yeah. I'm, a, uh, I'm also good at drawing and painting. Dope. So, like, I always knew that at any moment I could, you know, read. And, and, and I thought, and I never thought being illiterate was cool. I always thought being smart was something I needed to be because that's well what to make money. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, um, I just got into books, man. I got into, uh, the books is what really helped me, though. Like, I read a lot of books. So I'm curious, as you're reading these books and you're about to, you know, go on this journey of investing, right? how much money do you have saved? How much money do, would you say is in your account? I that came up with a plan. Uh, the plan was, this is honestly how I saved my first, uh, I would say my first like 20 grand. Um, so I, I started with like two, like 1500 at the end of 2016, right? Yeah. And then I said 2017 is when I'm gonna uh, come up with my plan to save, like and invest. So um, I started, I came up with this plan to invest $100 a week every Monday though, because Monday is like, if you spend it first, you don't got to worry about it for the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. So every Monday, automatically, $100 coming out of my account into this investment account called Acorn, right? There you go. I, love, I fuck so, with Acorns. Yeah. Fuck with Acorns heavy. So, so I did that from the, but I already started in 2016, though. So, so that's the thing. So I started it, but I, but I said I'm going to go real hard with it, you know, January 1st, 2017, but I really started in November of 2016 when I first started that, right? So I come in with about 2,000 to like 1,500 invested into Acorns, and then the whole 2017 as my money depositing, I'm studying the stock market as my money is investing. Smart man. You get what I'm saying? Man. So, because I didn't know about investing, I didn't know anything right. about it. Money's I going did. in. Let me just start learning as I'm yes, as exactly. I'm putting but money I said, in. But but now I'm curious because I'm making money. There so I'm go. like, okay, if I can figure out how this app is making money, I can get rich. Cause cause I'm like, I feel like they're scamming me in a weird way. Cause I'm like, cause cause, and then I realize, oh, they're investing into an ETF called Vanguard V O O which is, you know, ETF is an exchange traded fund. All they are is a fund who invests in lots of stocks, like Apple, Microsoft. They, they have a, a diverse portfolio. And they let you invest into them as a stock and benefit off their diverse portfolio, right? So once I saw that, I was like, okay, this is just moving with the regular stock market. So I'm gonna take my money out of this, 
So, but, but, I, but I studied the stock market for about six months before I ever really tried to invest. Cause I said, why this? So my money is stacking in acorns as I'm learning how to invest. So yeah. by the time I had about 10,000 in there, I pulled it all out, put it in Robinhood. I poke, I poke a Robinhood too. Exactly, right? So I'm buying shares. What was the first share you purchased in? Or did you even, did you even give a fuck what? You just bought any share or you like, I'm gonna go grab- Apple. Yeah, the, ma the major I, distributors. I, I still have screenshots of the old shares I used to okay. buy. Everything, but I understood to diverse, diversify my portfolio. There you go. So it was like the things that I was doing on accident were things you were supposed to do. But I, I did read it in a book, but I was doing it. So I was applying the knowledge. I was applying everything I've read in the books. I've read about 10 books before I started investing, right? Like 700 pages. Can, can you name any one of those books? Yeah, just name a couple of, if you remember any of those yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, technical analysis for dummies, candlesticks for dummies, fundamental analysis for dummies. I read anything for dummies books. There you go. Can't be a dummy to read these kind I read, of books. I read all six of the uh, investing series they had, right? There you go. So that's what kick-started it. And then I started reading like internet blogs on stock market stuff. Um, like I think it's called chartpatterns.com. Then I went and read way more, a lot of technical analysis books about candlesticks, price action, because I was very interested in trading. Because I had did the long term for like two years from 2016 to 2017, right? How much money are you making in the long term? Uh, just I from what you saw like in your portfolio? I 7,000 to 14,000 just off the long term. I that's doubled not too my bad. money. Not, yeah, that's not bad. So, but I posted that on Instagram, so people was following my journey. So like, when I started posting that shit on Instagram, it started um, gaining traction. Yeah. But I was targeting people who wasn't interested into the stock market. And I was doing it for free, just off of passion because the people who followed me, they didn't like investing as much. So I wanted to create an account where I could branch ideas off with people who enjoy investing as much as I do. But I wanted to just create investing content for people to enjoy, right? Facts. Just out of a passion. And I'm in the military at the time. Facts. And but, quick question, why are you in the military? Who would you say, if you remember, was either your biggest doubter or your biggest hater? Whenever you try to tell, because did you try to give this game to anybody else around you? Keep one, one, you know, want me keeping 1,000 with you? Yeah. When I got married to my wife, it, in 20, I got married to her in 2018. 2017 is when all my partners left. They, like, all my close friends that I was fucking with left. They went to uh, Hawaii. They got, you know what I'm saying? Like, most of them went to Hawaii, oh, they got, Germany. Yeah, okay, they yeah. went different places, right? So... I wasn't about to start over because now I'm on a bag chase now. Yeah. And then I'm cutting hair like, I'm not mixing business with pleasure. I'm, mm. keeping it, I'm keeping it to myself. So what that allowed me to do is not receive any outside energy. There you I go. I didn't have nobody, I didn't, cause I didn't have nobody to listen to. There and I feel go. like that's why I made my first million. Cause I felt like if I was around anybody at that time, I would have fucked up and listened to them somewhere. Yeah. But I only listened to myself for that whole first million. That's real. What, what, what was the investment that got it done? Um, it, was, it was a, it was a, new, a numerous of them. I was long-term investing. I was still doing my long-term thing. And then, but like, when I wrote the book on how I long-term invested, 
So literally during my journey of long-term invest, I wrote a book. Mm. And that book became like the staple of like the option trading community for a little bit. Like everyone had had, had read my book across right. like the trading world, right? Right. So it went dang, it exploded. Right. So I made my first half a meal off that book. Off the book. Do you think that the success of the book came because we don't see a lot of black, like I said, as a black person trying to learn investing, you start looking at these videos and you see a lot of the white people, but when you see a black person that's actually getting it, that's fresh, young, you know what I'm saying? They, they probably might have gravitated towards you a little bit more because it's like, oh, you I look like in, I wrote that book four years ago, and to this day, I still make a grand a day off that book. That's crazy. So what, what, what made you figure out, I'm going to just write a book, and I'm sure you were relatively unknown at that time, right? Like, were you already have a social media following at the time or no? I was a barber, so it was like, I was, and then I, because I, and you know what's crazy? Like, I appreciate my mom, because it's like the things she did, even though some people can look at them as bad, they were helpful to who I am today. Like, it's like mm. the fact that we moved to so many different places and I met so many different people. Right. Like, my mom, we didn't live in a single place for more than three years since I was zero. Like, I lived in so many, went to so many different schools. So by the time, I get to like elementary school, that's when social media come out. So by the time I get in middle school, sixth grade, I got my elementary school people still following me, but I'm still going to schools after schools after schools after schools. So I'm building up a following of people that I just kept meeting right. over time because right. we kept moving so many places. But because I was a people's person, I would like, when I become the new kid, it's like a click that automatically want me to flock to them. Right, you know right, 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 right. But like, I always stood on my own too because I always felt like I was, I weren't gonna be here alone. Like, you get what I'm saying? So it was like, yeah. I always kind of like just, you know, kind of stayed away from people. Right. And that's why like, when I was in the military, I still never joined no clicks because, and that's one thing they really didn't like about me. I didn't want to be no little homie to nobody. Right, I didn't right, want right. to. You always stood up, stood as a man. On my own yeah. too, yeah. Because that's how I was, but they don't know my background. They don't know I always been moving. Right. And I always been meeting new people. Right. And the military was just another thing like it. So I got to ask you this, man. Fast forward to this day and age, right? There's a lot of different things out there, right? You got NFT, you got the NFT wave, you got the Dodgecoin wave, you got yeah. all these different things that I feel like black people don't want to miss out on, so they just invest blindly without knowing anything about it. What would you say was the best investment within the last two to three years? Like fast forward two years ago? Yeah, like two, from, from, let's say from today to two Easily, years ago. Oh, from today. From today to two years ago, what do you think was the best investment in the past two years since the pandemic? Easily crypto and stocks. Easily. And then, and then, and then some housing. But you got to think, my generation couldn't take advantage of this real estate boom. Y'all generation can. Yeah. So it's like, we done missed that wave. So for my generation, it's easily crypto and stocks when, because crypto, when the pandemic hit in March, right? When I just got out there in March 2020, Bitcoin was at like 4,000. Right. Right? Right. Uh, Ethereum was at like 100 and some dollars. So, and then, and then stocks, Microsoft, Tesla, Apple, anything you want to name was on sale during that time. Right. 
when the pandemic was at its lowest. That was the time for every American where we were all scared. Right. And that's why they say buy when everyone is fearful. Well, you mean when we was all scamming? No, when we were all scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boys got that PPP. Nah, but, but I was going to say, because we might not see anything like that. We had probably haven't seen nothing like that since the Great Depression when it comes to like, Man, I mean, I'm talking. I got, I got my, I got my gun loaded. Ex exactly. So, like, um, so for you, right? At, at I actually invested in, in a lot of that though during that time. So, I, but I wish I would have put in way more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. don't get me wrong. I caught a lot of that. Right. So, so uh, and again, this is where we get to the game part. We just want to give people game. Um, what percentage of your income would you say is an an investment opportunity that someone should utilize? without freaking out saying, oh, you know, let me pull my money out. What percent should they put in that they should have to play with? In, in the stock, stock market. In the or, stock market or crypto. Education first. That's, that's what they need let's, to invest in. Let's start with that, yeah. Um, Buy the books first. Courses, books, chats. Like you, YouTube University for stocks, is that helpful for people, you think? Or are you like, would you push them away from that? I'm going to keep it 1,000 with you. If I wanted to learn real estate, I'm not going to YouTube first yeah, I because I'd rather go to a real estate person who's done it and, and go talk to them because what we, what we fail to realize is trying to reinvent the wheel is how you don't get rich quick. Yeah. When you try to say, I'm going to do this myself. <laughs> I'm going to go do this myself. The reason why I'm here today is because, hey, bro, how'd you do that? Hey, I, I ask questions. Yeah. Like, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I go seek the information. I'm not afraid to ask. I don't, I'm not prideful to say, I don't know. Yeah. Let me, let, can, can you teach me? I'll, I'll exchange this for you. What you need, so, all that costs, I'll pay for it. You know, in our community, a lot of people don't want to give up that game. Did you get, hit any pushback, get any pushback from people like not wanting? from black people. Oh, see, man. boom. Yeah. See, hey, listen, man. We don't. So, so like, so, so, no, keeping it 1,000 with you, bro, like, I was around, when I first started trading, straight up white boys is who I knew at the time, whether it was white, Indian, Asian, and then the black people were the people I was teaching. I was the black person who knew the stocks. So I didn't know any other black person who knew stocks besides me at that time. Right. So, like, for you, right, you acquiring all this knowledge, um, we always have this debate, man. Is there a glass ceiling on on things that we can do? Is because you know, as black people, sometimes we feel like we want to blame the white man. There's nothing, you know. And I always feel like, bro, we can get there, the knowledge. There, there is a glass ceiling, but it's, it has nothing to do with money. The glass ceiling is power. The the the, the control and how much power and how much influence we think we'll have in politics. That's a pipe dream. We we. You might as well kill. Right. You get what I'm saying? Well, they, the, the military is owned by the white man, the banks, the jails, all that. We need to cut this whole one day we're going to be president and rulers of all this. It's not happening. But money we can go get. Right. You get what I'm saying? After you, after you acquired this money, right, what was the biggest thing that you think you learned as far as the difference between being, you know, a regular nine to five or, you know, working Ooh, man to being uh, a mindset. mindset. Like, uh... Mindset is so insane, the flip of, of what this is. Like, for instance, like, when you regular, some people, some regular people think 
it's a sense of greediness to go get money. Like they, or a sense of I, of I don't deserve it, or 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 also I can pray for it and it's gonna just come and fall in my lap. Some people have a lot of it's gonna fall in my lap mindset, and I believe that's the once you have that oh snap, nothing's gonna fall in my lap like zero. You're gonna make a lot of money when you stop thinking stuff is gonna come to you. So people should stop playing the lottery. Yes. Like, like, no, no, seriously. <laughs> For real, like, I know people that are dedicated to scratching off some motherfucking money. That, that mindset is what, like, the lottery, even sometimes Christianity, in my opinion, gives people this mindset of false hope. Yeah, of, let me pay my time. Something's going to happen to me. Rain down on For me. no reason. And then, and then we go share those one or two stories, and we all put faith into those, this man hit the lottery. This man uh, was walking down the street. Someone heard him sing, and <laughs> yeah, he, he, got he found dance. a bag of money and gave he, it back. And now he's a singer on Hollywood. He's at American Idol. We, yeah. you know, we go look at those stories and then we fall for it instead of going to try to create our own narrative in our own book. So I, that's why I stopped watching TV because I realized this is making me think about narratives that I'm not creating on my own. I gotta, I gotta create my own. So let's get to it, man. Um, you come out the military, man. You're, a, you're a, let's just say, multi-millionaire, man. Uh, uh, what is your uh, first guilty pleasure purchase? I'm gonna keep it one thousand with you. I would say that uh, Camaro 2019 Camaro SS. That was my first one when I was 2019. I mean, when, well, in 2019, I made like five, like a half a million that year. Yeah. But when I made my first 250K, I went and, I went and spent some money on a uh, Camaro. I spent like 20 grand down payment on it. That's what you wanted right there? Or was it I something else? I wanted that. You wanted then, it. Because it was a flex. Like when you in the military, if you got that brand new SS, then I'm a specialist. So I'm, low, I'm lower ranking. I'm buying a 2019. Then I go buy my uh, wife a 2019 Chevy Blazer, the new one. So I go buy two cars that year. Like just going crazy. Man, I love it when a nigga said his, I'm sorry, when a young man says uh, his flex is the Camaro, nigga. Because, because, I mean, nah, because you could have well, went and got Ferrari. the Benz. I got a Ferrari, yeah, yeah like I got yeah. a Ferrari now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you could have like, went and got the Ferrari, but he's, you still kept it humble, like, I'm going to just still go got grab the too. That's, that's I still drive it to this day, yeah. like, it's, it's my baby. because I love Camaros. Me, it was the first car I ever uh, bought for myself. Cause I never really was the type to spoil myself. Right. So it was like the first thing I ever bought for myself. And uh, one thing I haven't heard you mention as far as um, uh, where people talk about credit, credit score and things like that. Um, were you focused on that heavy? At or that were, time? Yeah, were you? Yeah, like I was focused on everything. Credit, stocks, um, believe it or not, the only thing I slept on was crypto and I, and I regret. But I knew about it. I was informed. Everything. It slept. It slept on. It slept on. I didn't start buying crypto until about 2020. So I still caught some. Don't get me wrong. But like, I could have. Man, like I had the info back in 2016. I had it in my lap. I'm talking about all all my white friends in the military. Like one thing about me, I cut white people hair too. So it was like, I I always knew white people had the information. I come from Atlanta. Atlanta is 99% black. 
And I believe that's why I say everything happens for a reason. Remember I told you I moved to Kansas my 11th grade year. Mm -hmm. I never came in contact with white people until I was 16. Like never. So, but, no, no, 17, my fault, 17. So my whole life, never seen it. But God wanted me to see that. Because that, without that, that wouldn't gave me the confidence to learn to stop marking and be around them and ask questions. Because, no, no. like, when I joined the Army, when we moved to Kansas, I, I went to high school with white people, learning different music, learning different things, learning just different. And at first, I was kind of angry because I really wanted, because Atlanta was so much fun. I'm, I'm going to an all-black school. We party, but, but, like, in Atlanta, we got money. See, people don't realize this is different. We throwing real parties. Like, you know, like, you know, some kids had money at my school. So it was like, I was happy, but I was so glad I went to Kansas and, and, and got to experience different things and all that. Because it really helped. Like, I don't think I'd be here today if I didn't spend that one year in Kansas. What allowed you to stay humble? Because I don't know a lot of men who would have been able to make a million dollars and be like, and not feel like they ain't the shit and start just having it their way. I, I think I'm the shit. Nah, when I, because here's what I say, like, like you still, you kept it modest. Now you have the nice things, but it's like, now once, when you walked in here, someone had to tell me you were a millionaire. Where I'm from, a lot of niggas will tell you, yeah, nigga, I'm a millionaire off this shit. You didn't even, that wasn't even your aura. That wasn't your persona is I'm a millionaire. So what makes you, what keeps you humble? I mean, um. Or you over, might not be humble. Over, I just no, met no, you today. Over time, no, no, no. <laughs> I do have a sense of humbleness up to yeah. myself. Over time, you'll learn that uh, you don't want people to, to judge you based on the money you make. You, wanna, you want them to size you up based on the things you say, the things that come out of your mouth. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't want people to, when they first glance me, oh, he, he's rich. Now, granted, people know me, so they know that. But at the same time, like, I want it to be like, the, the first thought is, like, intellect first. You get what I'm saying? Like, respect yeah. my mind over my money. Right. You get what I'm saying? Facts, uh, and so I gotta ask. Um, hypothetically, let's say uh, you know you meet your wife uh, before you start investing. Mm -hmm. You start investing, you become a multimillionaire. You're young and rich. If let's say things don't work out with said wifey, um, and you did all the investing, you read all the books. In your opinion, what does wifey deserve? Who was there before you start ever reading books and investing? She has. Half? Yeah, like money ain't shit, man. I'ma flip it again. So it's like, like, like I'm I'm a different breed. You can leave me with a hundred K. You can leave me with a hundred K. I'd be a so millionaire by the end of the year. Is it even a fight? Cause you know I see what Dr. Dre went to went through, and no, he makes bro, so much like, money. I'm like, like he she, she was there she before actually, the deals. She actually uh helped me with the money. Like if I was shooting in the gym like Kobe, she ain't getting half. She okay, yes. But, but like, but like my wife. But she actually, actually helped. Oh yeah. So for sure. a man who, uh, again, hypothetically, not your situation, but yeah. a young black rich man who did all the work himself and just, you know, she was there for the ride to, you know, cook, clean, support, you know, just be there to, hey, you know, you need anything? Okay, I know you got it. 
do she get half? If you know you could flip it and make more, just that. Easy. I mean, personally, man, if she going if, if if the if the government gonna allow her to get half anyway, what can I do about it? You get what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like I'm a hustler, so it's like she could take half because for one, she got two of my kids, so it's like it is what go. it is. Like, but she know that like even me, I know the money don't matter to her and it don't matter to me. We because I'm giving her game to always be able to survive and stand on her own. So you get what I'm saying? So there it's like, go. I want my, my girl to know how to get money and she can even have half of that shit. Cause if she have half, that mean I made it before so I can make it again. That's big facts. You get what I'm saying? And I'm only, you know. What is it about people that, I, I know like, um, I know somebody personally that it's just like, it's almost like making money is an art. Like, it's an art that you can learn. Like, people that make money just know how to make money. It's definitely a science. So what, so how would you, what is it about making money that makes it easier for you to make money? Is it just like you just have Human a fearlessness or is it just? Emotionless, um, um, human psychology are the, are the two top things you need and, and establishing yourself in a leadership or king position, right. meaning like, if this person, you have to establish a leadership role. Some people don't realize when you try to blend in too much, you take away your leadership role when you don't establish yourself as the king or the dominant one, or the dominant one. So everywhere I go, in a weird way, I'm, I gotta, I gotta instill some type of king energy or dominance so for people to take me serious. Because right. in order for you to listen to me, you have to see me in the light of I want to listen to him. You get what I'm saying? So what people forget when they start in businesses or anything is having that sense of presence, of confidence, of who you are, if you want to, you know, and, but, but like, that's if you influence her. But as far as making money, it's really about training your brain for one to not care about one what outside people think and to, to, it's really a system. You gotta find a system based on human psychology because you need humans to buy. Right. Whether it's tickets, whether you PS5, whether you this and that, you gotta know how to control your crowd right. and make money from them and appeal to their emotions and, and make them have FOMO, fear of missing out. Right. Everything, whether you're a celebrity, you want people to feel like if they don't come to this concert, they're missing out. You so, know what I'm saying? So, so, so this is what I want to, I want to challenge you right here. Boom. Young man gets the PPP. He gets a good 10 bands. How, how do you think he should go about trying to make some money? Trying to flip it? Yeah. Um, he, what, no, no, no. I'm going to tell you how you need to do it. He need to go get him a job and save that and save it and, and put that away until he has some knowledge of something. So he need to have some cash flow coming in. Cause just cause you have 10,000 now don't mean you'll have it later. Man working at McDonald's, he ready to flex. For some reason, he should, that money it, burned it, a hole in his I, pocket. He, but see, you would have gave me 10,000 four or five years ago. I'm not spending a dime. That's the difference between me and the other guys. You, and I was gonna say that you have to get out of your pride. Like a lot of young men don't know how to get out. I got out of my pride. I said, I'm not buying no Mojays. I'm not buying anything else. Because at, at the end of the day, I, at that time, I was, 
fuck. Right. Now, I was fucking now, girls without that. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, now, Aristotle, you know, I'm a young man, and I see you say, yeah, young brother, save your plan before you save your money so you can formulate a plan. But then I see you with the AP on and the gold chains and the, and the, and the, so. <laughs> but, but so, but so, but why would you go buy the um? Why would you go buy the knockoff one? Yeah. And spend and spend x amount of dollars on something when you can't beat me in the first place. That's what I'm trying to say. At that time, I already knew I can't afford these J's like these rap niggas. I can't afford this gold chain. Why go to the mall go get me some? Some uh some dip gold, you get what I'm saying? Cause that's all these nigga wearing. You yeah. go get to go to the mall, go get you some dip gold. Mm-hmm. For what? I was like, you Not know what I'm saying? So I'm saying her like, why? And then I'm driving a Camaro uh, V6 at the time. So I'm looking at myself like, man, I ain't got like, I ain't got shit for real. Like you get what I mean? So it's like young men gotta realize if you ain't got shit, you ain't got shit. You ain't gotta be on Instagram pretending like you rich, but everyone knows clearly you're not. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's like we want to all feel Man, like a celebrity. You, you really said something, and that really means something, because you coming from the Atlanta where, I mean, it's the black mecca of celebrities. Like, everybody's really pretending to be rich, and they're not, and that's keeping them from actually being rich. Yes. Because they want to flex so hard and so bad. Too much pride to, 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 to say, hey, I ain't there yet. I ain't had that pride because I'm used to motherfuckers doubt me anyway. So I'm like, shit, I might as well be this this nigga now so I can rise later. You get what I mean? Yeah, n- niggas are pretending to be rich in front of females that's pretending to be cute <laughs> with filters and shit. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a fucked up it's a fucked up cycle. I want to ask you, um, man, what are your uh, philanthropy efforts like as far as, what is your give back uh, looking like as far as, you know, you made the success you reached it's, it's it. A, it's extensive. Yeah, what, 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 are you, what are you doing for the people? But see, the one thing about me, I don't like to do the whole always posting. Yeah. But like, I go to this Next Level Boys Academy. Um, like last year, I know I gave at least just the strangers on the street and just people in general, just having some, if I ever have cash, it's to give away. That's real. Like, that's, that's real. one thing about me. Like, I don't carry cash. So mm. like, somebody always asks, what else? Why don't you carry cash? Because I just don't. And if I do, it's to tip other people. I only carry cash to tip. So if I have 10000 and it's gone one day, it's because I tip somebody with it. That's I right. always pay with a card. And I use cash to tip people. There so you. it's like any money I pull out from the bank. So somebody always asks me what you'll do if you rob people. I was like, that person don't even realize it was for him in the first place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm not true. taking, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not taking the loss. Now granted, I ain't finna get tried, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I was going to give that to one of you young brothers in the first place. I was just waiting on you to sell something. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, You never like, want to get your Nino Brown on and just, you know, pull over a bunch of turkeys and just really flex on the neighborhood. Be like, hey, let me get back to my neighborhood. That, nah, like, like, this is me. Like, I'm a, I'm a over tipper. If you the ballet yeah, guy, I'm, I'm giving you 100. If you, if you serve me, you getting 100. Have you ever cried? Like, like, just, like bro, happened. you made my day? Yeah, all the time. But, like. Yeah. I don't even tell them who I am because I want them to have that moment when I blow up and say, that man right there is the one who gave me that 100. He was the guy I was talking about. I, I, sometimes I don't, because it's like, that's, my, that's me paying my tithes. Then I pay my tithes through my family. You get what I'm saying? Like I pay my tithes through strangers, 
and family. And, and homeless men, before I even got rich, if I had whatever was in my wallet goes to them. Like, like I always, always gave every dollar I had away from pe to, to people. But I do that for my, my good karma. Like, I do that for my karma. It's funny that you said that because I also do that. I tie through my community. I also tie through my church, but I tie through my community. Yeah, I don't give any dollar to church. I give 100% to family and community because mm -hmm. that's me directly blessing the source that I want to bless. Amen, amen. Um, when you have conversations with your mother now about the decisions that were made in the past versus the man you've become now, what are those talks like? It's, it's, it's all love because I tell people, because of the, like my mom groomed me into being a millionaire by telling me to get a job at 16 and saying I'm not giving you like when I was when I was 14 my mom was like not giving you any money you got to go earn it all the money we have is ours like that mindset even if it was malicious it helped you get what I'm saying like I don't I don't I won't say it was I don't know you get what I'm saying but I, I will say this Everything she did helped me become a millionaire. Got any shout outs? Shit. Um, shout out to Grip Good Eats and Treats, my cousin restaurant. Shout out to Donatello, my, um, my little brother right there behind me. Shout out to my wife and my two kids. Shout out to uh, Honey Grip Trading. Yeah, and how did you meet Charles Dwight, man? I seen the video clip with you, Charleston, and Grip, you know, on, on, the, on the ground. How did you end up linking up with Charleston? Through, through uh, cause he came to Grip. Oh, yeah, that's real. Through, that's through my real. cousin. Yeah. That's how I honestly, you know, shout out to my cousin for real. Like, shout out honestly, uh, yeah, I met Lil Baby through him. I met uh, 2 Chains through him. I met. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met. Um, just about everybody. Did you try? Him. You try to give any celebrities game on uh, stocks and day trading and? I helped DC on fly make six figures in the Boom. stock market. Easy like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I made uh, Kiafa Vic, Michael Vic's wife. Um, there was a lot of celebrities. Uh, Ricardo Allen, the safety for the Atlanta Falcons, but That's he right. went. He, uh, he was just at the Super Bowl with the yeah, Bengals. Yeah. Um. Kurt Bankert, the uh, backup quarterback for the um, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Him, I helped. He actually made six figures after uh, coming coming with us. Yeah. Or Ricardo Allen also made over six figures, damn near half a million. Damn. So, how much I need to give you just for you to like? <laughs> what I need to throw? You, you said coming with us. Like, do you have a? Um, hey, can I throw you something? What's going on when you say coming with us? What does that mean? Like, do you have a? Entity where people can come. Honey Drip Trading. Okay. That's my chat. Uh, but like also my books and my course. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? It was a, a few more. Um, and the rest is just like a lot of business owners I helped. I helped, I helped a lot of people become millionaires too. Yeah, real life like, needs like to set over, up a meeting. Over five people. <laughs> um, that I met personally though. Like pe people still haven't told me. I just go up and meet. I just went and meet some random chat members, and yeah. one guy uh, bought a Hellcat because of the money he made off me. I met that's him real. today. Damn, that's real. In Dallas, like I went to go, I, I go meet my members. Oh yeah, we on game I, now. I talk and all that. We on game now. 
for Aristotle and Donatello, um, these names was like uh, this. Your mother, your father named y'all. Aristotle was my real name. That's Donatello what I'm saying. is his uh, is rap he, name. Okay, I'm saying, I'm like, I'm gonna say, is he naming it? That's actually my stepbrother, but but okay. like he's my real brother. Yeah, like, okay. to me, like, there you like go. I feel we 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 feel each other on a on a on a. I guess you could say like I ping brains with him. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So it's like. God put people in your life for a reason. Man, blood don't make you family bonds do. Man, what? Like that's my that's my yeah. uh, actual cousin. Yeah. But like we we like a tight knit group. Us three, we travel together. You know, we look out for each other. Amen. He got a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? I got my my stock market going on. He's a videographer. He uh handle all the camera stuff. Um and, and we we really like a we like a real good trio. But like we actually family though. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's like these my boys, um, and that's who I'm with. Like, my circle's small, but they family. Like, I don't got no new friend. I don't even play like that. You get what I'm saying? Like, it be people, it be, but it be people trying, but people don't realize I came to the A with a million. I came to the A with no friends, zero. You get what I'm saying? I left the Army, and I was in for six years, so I come home a stranger again. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, that's the funniest story ever. I come, I come home, don't know nobody, so nobody feels entitled to what I have, cause I, I, I made this money in Savannah, Georgia, where I was stationed. So, so I don't have stories of old homeboys saying, oh he owed me, oh no, cause like I was literally married. My wife was the only person who helped me get this money. So whenever somebody asks like why or what well, something happened, take half. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yours. You feel me? Like, like. It's the truth. Now, for anybody who want to uh, apply for your courses or your trainings or your books, what would they? How would they do that? Uh, link in my bio at Aristotle Investments under well, Aristotle underscore Investments. Hey man, brother, it was uh, it was definitely a pleasure, man. Very rarely do we get to sit down and talk to intelligent brothers as such as yourself. And, and it's it's truly motivating because, like you said, man, you really just honed in, figured out who you were, and became what you are today. And that's what Real Life Street Stars is all about. For 430. And I'm actually sad now. <laughs> we all sad. Reality sets in slow. Reality sets in slow but Million dollars is easy, man. Like, it's like, it's not, it's not easy. If you can make 100K, you can, you just 10% there. That's what I yeah. thought. So it's like, you can make six figures. Yeah. I, I heard one man say, your first million going to seem impossible, but your second million is inevitable. So, but brother, man. Honestly, look, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree, bro. I ain't even going to lie. I haven't seen a person stop at one million. Yeah. Who's a millionaire like now? So it's like. I looked at it like this, man. A, a man making, let's say, 60K a year, 50K a year. Uh, over six, seven years, you, you know, you're halfway to a million. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah, fuck what you, fuck what you just said. <laughs> Man, Aristotle, we thank you for coming on the show and talk to us, brother. It's been a real treat. You are a real life street star. Shout out to Real Street Stars, nigga. Moolah.